Welcome back folks Welcome back folks To another wonderful episode Of the Sports Fusion I'm your host Harm holding it down as always We have the genius called Rich Introduce yourself to the people once again What's up everybody So our top 12 running backs for the 2017 fantasy football season coming your way right now and to be completely honest with you it is a little toss-up between the first two which by anyone's calculations or uh rankings you're gonna have mr david johnson or Le'Veon bell top two those are the two guys me and rich have been talking about this for how long? Maybe since the season ended last year. About these two guys being the top two guys and not seeing many other not seeing pretty much any other running back that can that can really change our minds when it comes to those guys. Um even in PPR, David Johnson catches the ball like crazy or Le'Veon Bell catches the ball like crazy. Um but my personal preference is David Johnson. David Johnson has the offense going his way completely he is the number one option on his team as far as where the offense is going the quarterback is old and they want to give they don't want to put as much pressure on Carson Palmer as they used to and David Johnson is pretty young third year in the league right now and he's already shown that he's a workhorse and pretty much the best running back in the league um he can catch he can block obviously he could run um I I can't really say anything anything else to to knock David Johnson out of the number one fantasy running back overall and quite possibly the top fantasy player overall <laughs> I can't see anything outside of that and everything you said about David Johnson you could say about Le'Veon Bell but it depends on your preference and whether you feel that David Johnson isn't going to recover from the knee injury which he already did and that's a type of knee injury that only lasts you a couple of weeks and he got hurt in week 17 so I mean fantasy wise he didn't really hurt you obviously um because most leagues play most leagues play in weeks one through 16 um you only have a couple of leagues that decide to play with week 17 or whatever so i have nothing else to say about david johnson except he is the damn man (laughs) (laughs) yeah he is he he's the man but but you could make an argument either way um a lot of what i'm thinking about is that david johnson's true success really depends on carson palmer um i think they still have to have a very strong throw game in order to give david johnson that space that he necessarily needs so they don't have to stack the box against them most games. That's kind of where I can understand where some experts see Le'Veon Bell as the number one option over David Johnson. Well, I see um, it more whereas in the... Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have players like Antonio Brown and Latavius Bryant and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You, you, you've got to respect those two guys out on the edges. So most teams is going to play more 3-4 against them or they're they're going to spread out where it's just going to give Le'Veon Bell more room to run. And I, I can see where Le'Veon Bell has that success. But I, I also have David Johnson as my number one running back only because they're going to feed him the ball a whole lot more. I've, I've heard some crazy rumors like him getting at least three carries a game. I doubt that happens. Like, um, who, who says those rumors? Those those rumors are just people just trying yeah. to troll people. I yeah like, yeah yeah. Just, I, just I, slap I yourself silly if you ever believe that kind of stuff, unless he's injured. Exactly. David exactly. Johnson right but, now on one healthy leg, I, I would say gets more than five carries a game. Exactly, but but I, I I can't see not just him getting all these carries, but him getting all these catches. So that that's yeah. where I give him the edge. I see reports coming out of um, Pittsburgh where I, I think Sammy Coates is um not gonna start. Uh, I think he's not gonna be available for preseason because of a of of an undisclosed injury but hope it's not those hands this, again yeah exactly. he had one good but, game and then he injured his hands and then he couldn't catch a ball again oh yeah but that's where i kind of see david johnson having the edge he's a better he kind i don't want to say he's a better pass catcher than Le'Veon. they're really similar but carson palmer doesn't have a lot of options and david johnson is their number one option um in terms of everything in terms of running in terms of catching um he, he he is their number one option 
And I can honestly see David Johnson possibly getting more than 2,500 all-purpose yards. That's reasonable. Yeah. Given the fact that how, how great David Johnson is, that it's re- completely reasonable to think 2,500 all-purpose yards. Yeah, why not? Because you're thinking you're thinking a beast like that, 800 receiving, 1,700 rushing. That's reasonable for somebody that great. <laughs> exactly. So it, it all depends on uh, it all depends on the rest of the team. But still, even if the team is clicking, that just means he'll be better. Um, on and Arizona was not great last year to say the least, and he was still a beast because he was their offense. Teams were planning for him. Larry Fitzgerald is getting old, and they had no. Tr- you had no choice. You had to run your offense through David Johnson. So th- I didn't. I didn't see a real. Um, I don't see anything deterring me away from David Johnson. Uh, well, no, and I, I can even take it a step further and say, take a look at the schedule. The schedule for Arizona is slightly easier than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, yeah, the Steelers um, made the, the AFC Championship game, and the, the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs, so it's supposed exactly. to be that easy. And and also, I want you to take a look at the final what six games of the Arizona Cardinals they got the 49ers October 1st um which is the new Raiders yeah yeah I mean I mean they got the 49ers they got the Eagles they got the Bucks they got the Rams they got the Niners again they got the Seahawks they got the Texans they got the Jaguars it's not their their schedule is not hard at all um whereas the the Steelers you know, they got the Bengals, they got the Packers, they got the Titans, they got the Colts, they got the Lions, they got the Bengals. They, they have a slightly harder schedule um, on the back end. I would love David Johnson going into the playoff. And I, I'm sorry, if I had to choose between Is there a point of the season him, where you won't love David Johnson? That's a, that's a well, thing. no, of course not. But, but for, the schedule, for their schedule to be so easy um, on the back end, I'd rather have David Johnson over Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and uh, there's there's nothing else to say because like that, that's David Johnson. So we're going to Le'Veon, and Le'Veon is probably the I, I won't say probably he's the most patient back in the NFL, and he waits for plays to develop and then explodes. And he's one of the greatest to ever be that patient on right behind the line looking. And seeing how the play develops and then moving on and watching him work. He is amazing where that comes. The reason why I don't have him number one is, one, he's been suspended before multiple times due to a little weed here and there. And the NFL don't like weed, so it hurts because (laughs) he's done it a couple of times. He's been suspended a couple of times. And if he gets suspended again, you know, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. That's the way the league operates. So... That's the only reason. Well, no, there's another reason. He did get nicked up a couple of times. So that that's one other reason. Um, well, but we're putting him number two. It's not like we're crapping on the guy. <laughs> he's And he's probably the one in the top two players in fantasy completely. If, if I can put him at 1.5, I would put him at 1. But, like, I, 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 I saw his schedule at the back end of the season, and I just didn't like it. At, at the Bengals, December 4th. I mean, I think the I think the Bengals. This probably be the year they finally get rid of Marvin Lewis, but we'll see. Probably, probably the Ravens, uh, the Patriots, Week 15. Um, they're gonna be playing the Texans, Week 16. I, ah. <laughs> so, so, so to me personally, it, it's like if if I had to march into my championship game and I I I I'd have to choose between David Johnson playing the Giants, Week 16. Ooh, or, that's not even or um or the, even tr- the Texans. Yeah, that at, is a little rough. But I still would. Yeah, I think I'll still at, go yeah. with Bell. I mean, I still yeah, I think it, we'll go with we, DJ we, over we, Bell. Yeah, we 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 st- we, we got to put our fandom on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put our fandom on the back burner. I I I'd, I'd rather have um David Johnson playing um the Titans than the Redskins than the Giants than than have. Yeah, the um, Bengals, the Ravens, Bell and the Patriots. The that's Ravens, that's the Patriots insane. And the Texans. That is insanity. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. yeah so I, I still think. Like, I mean, it's not like you're going to take him out of the lineup because he's still great. No. So exactly, you don't take him out the lineup. He's going to get his touchdowns. 
He he's gonna get Le Le'Veon is gonna be a monster. But the thing is, what where our what our job is is to predict whether or not it is more possible for David Johnson to have a better game this week than Le'Veon Bell. Right. And according to the matchup, I have to give it to David Johnson. Yeah, schedule wise, it is a bit rough. But um, I yeah. I love I love his patience. He'll probably get a little bit more catches than uh than David Johnson, but not by much. Not by no, enough to the point where you're going to be drafting him over David Johnson. Um, I, I agree. All right. Uh, we, Le'Veon's great. I mean, the first two guys are just completely, they're amazing. Even if you make a mistake and you draft Le'Veon Bell over David Johnson, don't hurt yourself too too much because, I mean, he's still a great player. Now we come to the mystery number three. Normally, this wouldn't be a question. However, your boy on the Cowboys has been getting into a little bit of trouble here and there. Over and over and over again. Now he's showing his face at different places where you probably shouldn't. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. But then you add that on to the alleged domestic violence thing. And they call it domestic violence. But I mean, yeah, he was in a relationship. So let me let me let me retract that one. He was in a relationship because I was going to say, you know, domestically, if you were in a relationship and you hit somebody, that's a little different than being in a relationship and somebody accuses you of something. That's a little different, but he is, he, he was in a relationship, but no charges filed, but it's a little messy. They're investigating for how long, um, Adam Schefter came out and said that he probably would be suspended two games or something like that. He said that a while ago, and then you see more reports and then you see him coming out and doing something else. And it's like, ah, yeah, you start piling on like, ah, what are you doing here? But that's the only thing you can say about Ezekiel Elliott. Really, just secure the off the field stuff. Round six, just, just secure yourself in round 16 with DMC and you're fine. But who cares? Listen, yeah. they already said they concluded their investigations and all. I, my my issue is not what's about to come. I'm leaving Zeke at three. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke deserves It depends how many games he gets suspended. And listen, even if, if he, he gets, gets suspended, suspended two games, I'll still leave him at three. You just have to find a way to make sure D-Mac is in your, on your team. Or you just have to change your draft strategy a little bit. Yeah, you j- change your draft strategy a little bit. That's fine. I'm still drafting Zeke. As long as he's not suspended for the whole season, which I don't think he's going to face any real suspension. Yeah, but if he's it's... suspended four games, I might have to reconsider that. Um, four to six games? Six games, I'd reconsider. Yeah, four games, well, four I'd still games, reconsider. Four games, I'm okay still at three. Yeah, but then, remember, then you're going to be not, nervous as hell if you don't get D-Mac. Because that's remember, a point where somebody could draft him. Like, hey, I could at least lose him for a quarter of a season. Right, but we're not talking about the third player off the board. We're talking about the third running back draft. If, if you want to draft a wide receiver in the third position or the fourth position, arguably, uh, I, I can't say you're making the wrong decision. Because um, between Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham and Julio Jones and AJ, you go ahead and draft whoever you want, you know, and you can make an argument for the, the purpose of drafting those players. Now, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, they're, if you draft Ezekiel Elliott over those two guys, then <laughs> I hope I hope you're not betting any money on your league. <laughs> You know? <laughs> hope it's a free league. Hope it's not you you're playing with your. Yeah. Hope you're playing with your boys. Hope you're playing with your family. Hope you're playing with some coworkers with no money involved. And hope it's just for fun. But exactly. I mean, damn, I I don't know what to say there. If you have to pick that. We already, we already we already had that episode about shelfing your fandom. <laughs> but but um but I mean to me Zeke is still the number three on my list for for fantasy running backs for 2017 i i still see him making um i i I still see him overtaking the amount of yards he had last year um now that he's a little bit more familiar with that offense um i i i really see him running harder than last year I, I and I kind of wanted to see that last year. I think he underperformed just slightly. Zeke? And this is just in my yeah. This is just in my opinion. Well, I really think he underperformed just a little. I think he could have did so much better last year. I think um, it was the whole him being a rookie thing, and because yeah. the offensive line is so good, he didn't have to work as hard. And I agree with. I, that. I think I think that kind of happened too, because th- there were parts there were parts of this game where you're like. I thought he was a little better than this, even though he was drafted so high by the Cowboys in the first round. He's still, he, to me, he's still great. And third, third off the board with these types of running backs ahead of you. I mean, 
still pretty good. If there was nothing, if there was nothing surrounded Ezekiel Elliott, you can make a case that he's two. You can make a case. I still wouldn't draft him as the the second running the third the second running back off the board. I still would have him right. at three, and there's not much to show me that he's off of the third guy on the board. Right. the The only stat that would kind of kill him for me and maybe drop him to number four is um his his fumble. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you you don't think so? No, because I think he'll make up for it. He has so much work, and that team revolves a lot around the running game and around the offensive line, and it was meant there to protect Romo. That offensive line was meant to protect Romo, so they built it completely, and now they just have a beast offensive line with a young quarterback that can run and a running back that can run over anything, and he has some decent hands, but the offense didn't really, it didn't really go with him. He wasn't really much in the passing game because the the Cowboys didn't really, they didn't really play their offense that way. Well, at least I didn't see it that way. Well, yeah, I agree with you. But again, five fumbles and all of a sudden he's not Mark Ingram, but Mark Ingram gets three fumbles and he's in the doghouse with Sean Payton. Yeah, but you know what, though? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not not that bad. It is not that bad, though. Um, But anywho, uh, right now it looks like that we're on number four and our list may be different. Maybe you have it the same. But I got Shady as the fourth running back off the board. I agree with you. Because I looked at Shady. Um, LaShawn McCoy deserves the fourth Deserves the fourth spot. Yeah, I mean, uh, it depends on your league where if he's going to be at the bottom of the first round or the early second round. It really depends on how how your draft is set up. Um, in a standard league, I would assume that he'll still be a first rounder. In a, in a PPR, he might, go, he might go early second round. But it really depends on how your draft goes. But really and truly, the fourth running back off the board typically is in the first round. Um, the thing about Shady is Shady is nicked up a lot, but he plays. Yeah. Um, he's He just turned 29. He's not 30 yet. Yeah. But he's he's been great. He's still shifty. He played 15 games last year and had 1,200, over 1,200 uh, rushing yards um, and 13 touchdowns. And seven of seven of his games, he had over 100 yards rushing. And he had 50 catches last year. Also, his, his handcuff is not even there anymore. His handcuff is in New England. And the other handcuff is out the league in Carlos Williams. So he's 29. His handcuff leaves. They didn't really improve the wide receivers any. So there's nothing that's going to tell me that Shady isn't the fourth pick and the fourth running back off the board. Like he's, as long as they keep him upright, he's going to be fine. Like I don't, I don't even have a problem with LeSean McCoy. If you get him, you're like you're great, <laughs> you're fine. And I agree with you. This is another one of those players that I just love his schedule. I love the way he moves. He has nobody that's gonna vulture touchdowns from him. You know, there's no Michael Isley there. Um, my only problem with LeSean is how how effective is he on the cut and that's that's how he kind of plays the game he cuts a lot that's true you know and he he's another one of those real shifty very patient runners that he'll get behind his his lineman and he'll run he'll run hard too and he'll run you over that's the reason why they call him shady yeah but that aggressive play at 29 again you brought up a good point about his age i'm i'm hoping that he doesn't fall victim to the injury bug but he's he's, I mean, a he's very always high. he's always been hit with the injury bug because yeah. to be completely he, honest he, with you like shady is great and all but if you start looking at the past couple of years the last time he had a season where he played all 16 games was 2014 with the eagles mm. he hasn't played a full 16 game season as when he joined the bills after that trade so i mean even though he's nicked up then he still gave you 12 games in 2015 and played 15 last year. So, mm-hmm. under the circumstances, he's still still somewhat durable, where that's concerned. And had oh, a lot no, of touchdowns, he's... too. And with oh, no yeah. with no running back, he, he doesn't he's not a part of a, a running back by committee at 29. So, apparently, they, they trust him enough to in order to do it. So, I, I can't even knock him for that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. He's, he's a dual threat. And and because there's no Michael Isley, 
Um, yeah, he's he, no longer in the team. Yeah, so you know, he's he's gone. He's going to catch a lot more passes. <laughs> yeah, there's enough room. There's is, enough room for him to do everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and even better if if um if Sammy if if Watkins is healthy this year, if Watkins is healthy this year, most definitely that's going to open up the run for for Lashawn. Absolutely. So um. Now we get to the fifth spot. And this was tough for me because I didn't want to put another old guy here. <laughs> but because because I didn't see much of a drop-off for him, I had to give DeMarco Murray the fifth running back off the board. They have a pretty decent offensive line, even though they got more wide receivers. Um, the quarterback, he's in a good situation with his team. The team actually cares about him. And even though they're going to acclimate Derrick Henry into the offense i picked him number five over jordan howard and jay ajayi so i know it was a little risky because i thought i i i they still trust him i mean that may change within the next couple of weeks here and you see how they're trying to use derrick henry a lot and demarco has been a guy that's been nicked up a couple of times just like lashawn mccoy right but at this specific time i'm still going with demarco murray over a jordan howard and a jj so you put demarco murray and he's also 29 you put how you put murray over not only jordan howard and jj you put him over, over melvin Devante gordon freeman. and Devonte freeman and all the rest of the guys yes I'm, I'm, I'm aware i'm aware i just uh, the reason why I did it this way was one, he had a decent year last year. He did. Two, he was durable. He was. Um, he missed one game the past three years. He's twenty nine, and the one game he did, he he was a. Uh, I mean, I, do you, I don't really count Philadelphia because Philadelphia was just a wash. Chip Kelly just didn't feel like using him in a running style, so that that was a little different. Uh, but um, Tennessee, he showed that he's still a, a decent running back. And until I see how it's used in the preseason, I may drop him a little more because I. I was really tempted to use Jordan Howard, but I have Jordan Howard a step behind him only because I can't stand his coach. <laughs> I really can't stand his coach because him starting like Kadeem Carey and messing with people's heads like that, that irks me. Or else I'd have put Jordan Howard at five. That, that's the only thing that's stopping me from putting Jordan Howard at five. Now, if these nagging injuries that DeMarco Murray tends to have starts happening again, even though he had a minor procedure in June, it was just it was just something on his finger. He's already fine. So as long as as long as he's upright, I don't see a reason why DeMarco Murray is in the fifth running back off the board. I have Murray going at six only because I'm a little unsure about Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick, Derrick ran well at the end of last year. He really did. He really did. And uh, I, I got to give him respect. You know, um, that, that doesn't take away from DeMarco. I think DeMarco is an excellent running back, which is why I have him at six. I, I think he's still going to put up at least 1,300 running yards, you know, but maybe less, maybe less. Because if Derrick Henry also performs, I think he might do less than 1,200. So I would drop him a little bit more as the season progresses. But, yeah, he I is mean, tricky. Right now, I will admit that he that it is tricky, but they, yeah, I still see him getting enough work. That, that it could work out. And also, Chicago's going to be so bad that they're going to be out of games also. If Chicago was a good team, and I knew that they were making the playoffs, and I knew that the coach knew what he was doing, and I knew what the organization was going to be doing, instead of drafting Mitchell Trubisky and trading up for him, instead of a guy like Deshaun Watson, but whatever. I mean, it's it's the Bears. They find ways to do something that doesn't make any sense in this world. So because of that reason and because of Tennessee's offense and their situation and their quarterback tends to be more secure and more fluent, I believe that is going to be much better, a much better situation for DeMarco Murray than I do Jordan Howard. That's the only that those are the couple of reasons why I put Murray ahead. Well, you see, I don't, I don't even have power that high. Um, below, um, right above Murray, I have Melvin Gordon at five. I, I really, after seeing Melvin Gordon break out last year, I think it's his. I, I, I really think it's his job to lose. I think Melvin Gordon explodes again this year. I think that offense needs to run through Melvin Gordon to be really good, even with a healthy uh, Keenan Allen. Um, well, go, go ahead. I'll let you continue your point because I have I have a very um, I'm kind of down on Melvin Gordon 
not just because he was injured, and he should have a better year than he had last year. However, when I look at his yards per carry... I'm not worried not about that, the yards per carry. I I think that goes up. I it's think that's too the, low, I man. Think, no, I, that's last year. Last year, they did not have receivers. <laughs> this year, hopefully, Keenan Allen is healthy enough to at least play 12 games. Just give me 12 games. If Keenan Allen plays 12 games, that'll open up the run game for them. And his yards per carry will definitely go up. And, yeah, and but you I'm see, not worried but about yards per carry. The that's, passing that's, offense. That, that, that right there is a stat that I don't pay too much attention. I don't know, because if you don't have much of a burst to get off of that line, I'm, it kind of scares me. No, he's got bursts. What do you mean? Yeah, like, if you can't, if you're always struggling on the line, that kind of scares me fantasy-wise. I know he's a bet. He's actually a better running back in real life than he is in fantasy. Because um, if you think about it, he actually has a better like. He, to be completely honest with you, his numbers will be better. But I'm down on him when you have low yards per carry. When you compare him to the other guys in the league with better yards per carry than him, who are much older, and guys like I have, I have Devontae Freeman over him, and he's in a timeshare. But Devontae Freeman always seems to break out of everything, and Devontae Freeman would probably be number number four or number three if it wasn't for the fact that he's um he's sharing the ball with Tevin Coleman. To be to be honest with you. I'll tell you what. He has last year had more than a thousand yards. Yeah. Okay. Last year, Melvin Gordon had well over a thousand all-purpose yards. Well, not well over, but well, he had over a thousand all-purpose yards. Yeah, and he would have he would have rushed for a thousand yards if he didn't get hurt right. in uh, week fourteen. So right with ten touchdowns, who's he sharing the ball at the goal line with? Look, he's not Nobody. sharing. He's not sharing the ball not, with anyone, any. and he's still exactly. in. He's still in my top ten of running backs. I'm not even. Yeah, he's still in my top ten of running backs. I'm not like completely crapping on the guy. I'm just not gonna have him. I'm not gonna have him top five because it's hard to trust when 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 your yards per carry is that low. If your yards per carry is under four, it's hard to put you on my top five. It's really hard, even though he doesn't have any competition right now. So he's going to get work. Not denying he's not going to get work. And that's understandable. But the numbers are showing that he's improving year by year. The attempts is there now. You know, before he never really had the attempts the previous year because they were experimenting with Brandon Oliver and Danny Woodhead. No Danny Woodhead and Brandon Oliver is in somewhere land. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not not even saying not to draft him. I'm just saying I'm not going to have him as high as the other guys. Uh, right, because I trust saying, I trust guys in a timeshare more than I trust him because I know I know what they're able to do in smaller pieces. And when I right, mean a but, timeshare, I mean like Demarco Murray is probably going to be starting on a timeshare at this point. Right. In terms of attempting to predict his stats, his numbers, I can see him rushing if healthy and playing full 16. He'll have well over 1,250 yards just rushing. It's possible. It's possible for him to have 1,200 yards. Right. Right. And because I can of the also work. see his touchdown totals go up. But then again, it is a passing that is a passing team with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is always going to have team. pieces no matter what he does. Right. It is a passing team. And guess what else went up last year with him? His reception total. His targets went up. I, I, I really see everything improving for him. So I would pick him at five just because of that. Okay. All right. Well, um, we clearly disagree there, but it's all right. No problem. Uh, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so who's your sixth then? Is, is your sixth Jordan Howard like me? No, my sixth is on DeMarco Murray. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah you did say that. All right, so then we go on to we go on to seven because we already spoke about Demarco. Um, how uh, my seven is uh is Jay Ajayi. Mm. Now Jay Ajayi looks incredible. The problem with Jay Ajayi is that but when he entered the league, they the doctors gave you a time limit of when his knees are gonna completely implode. <laughs> like that's the problem with him. His injury history is completely scary. So it could be a ticking time bomb before he ends your year. And the problem with Jay Ajayi is that you may think that you're okay drafting one of his handcuffs 
But his handcuffs are crap. They are nothing compared to Jay Ajayi. Like, I, like it, it's one of those but weird... Is, Ken, is Kenyon Drake still there? He is, but he's... He's in a doghouse right now. Oh, who cares about him? <laughs> <laughs> like they still have Damian Williams there, but that their their backup situation. I mean, they're they're putting all of their faith in Jai, and for fantasy owner, that is amazing. However, that injury history is scary. I am scared to death of that injury history. However, I'd still draft him. Because when he's healthy, it wouldn't shock me if he's the number one running back in the league. That's how good that guy is. They 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 have potential to be number one overall when the when it's all said and done in this league. He has that ability. He he's always he's always shown it. He's had games where he completely exploded on you, and then you were wondering what happened. Jay Ajayi won people a lot of fantasy weeks and probably leagues, and they're and. The Dolphin reporters are are gonna give him a lot of work, and they're projecting that he could put up at least nineteen hundred yards if he stays healthy. That's their reports. I tell you what. I tell you what. I don't. I I actually have JHI a little bit down my list, and I'll be very honest. It's not his injury concern with me. It's his health of his offensive lineman, quite notably Mike Ponce. Well, Pouncey's been hurt. If his, he's been hurt a bit, right? If he's healthy and JHI is running behind him. He'll hit that 1,900-yard mark. Yeah, but then again, you know what? Laramie Tunsil could help that line a bit so that the the center... Well, I mean, you're still going to need your center regardless. But uh, I think as Laramie Tunsil matures into a great offensive lineman, then it wouldn't matter as much because Pouncey's been hurt the last couple of years here. And it seems to me that whatever they get from Pouncey is great and they're, they're kind of moving on. They, they, you know, Pouncey is great if they have him great, but I think that they've already have a contingency plan for Pouncey. Let me tell you something. Great is an understatement when it comes to Mike Pouncey. They average 79.6 yards without him. With him, 154.4. I get it, but I'm that saying this year, crazy this stat. year, they they've actually had a contingency plan in case Pouncey doesn't work. Well, I hope they're. Well, they should have had it before. Because because with Pouncey, um, with Pouncey, Jai had some great games, and without him, he almost looked subhuman. Well, that's true, but uh, I mean, I still I still can't get away from the talent that I saw. Well, he's talented. No one's arguing that. Just for him to get to the next level, he needs Ponzi. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, I guess we we'll go to. I guess we go to eight. Who did you have for seven, by the way? Since you didn't have him that high. Seven. I had Devonta. Devonta Freeman, huh? Well, I mm-hmm. I have Devonta eight, so we can, <laughs> so so it works out there. Um, Devonta Freeman, I'd put him over Ezekiel Elliott if Tevin Coleman were out for the year. He'd be my third running back off the board because I, he is that good if you leave him alone and you let that offense run through him. That combo is comparable to the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh when you compare Julio Jones to Devontae Freeman. They're that good. But fantasy-wise, you get knocked down a little bit only because Tevin Coleman's on that team and he's productive too. That is that is the most successful running back by committee in the league. And if you wanted to be an organization, you have to follow the Atlanta Falcons model of RBBCs. Because <laughs> even if you <laughs> you could draft Devontae Freeman and he wouldn't he wouldn't crap on your fantasy year. But uh he just he's he's amazing. And dependable. Yeah. He's dependable. Yeah, I I mean you could draft him and you know, you'll get frustrated when you see Tevin Coleman score, but He's not going to have a disappointing game when he does it, too. That's the thing about Devontae Freeman. I tell you what. And he can catch, too. He can. The thing that most impressed me about Devontae Freeman is that his rushing attempts went down last year. Yeah, um, but did it his, even matter? His reception targets <laughs> went down last year, and he had more yards. <laughs> yeah, because he's why, so damn good. <laughs> yeah, which is why I, I, I'm, I'm a little high on him. I have him above. Um, Jordan Howard and Jay Ajayi only because he is his talent 
trumps his opportunity so yeah you can give him the ball and he's gone you know and he's also one of those players along with julio jones that's on that offense that it doesn't matter if there's no kyle shanahan there they're gonna still well we'll get their see yards. we'll we'll see because kyle shanahan does weird things to the offense but he just oh, kyle shanahan has shown that uh from time to time he doesn't have he doesn't really make the best plays in late game situations but last year it seemed to be working right until the super bowl but they got That's a little true. scared in my opinion in the offensive plays but anywho he's in san francisco good luck with that and he's all right yeah <laughs> but but i do <laughs> i do love Devonte freeman yeah i like him a lot I, I i mean yeah i i like him a lot and I like him over Melvin Gordon, who I had below him. <laughs> um, I, I did like him before uh, Melvin Gordon, like we said, but we did discuss Melvin Gordon. Who do you have uh, yeah. after Devontae Freeman? After Freeman, yeah, I have um, Jordan Howard. Ooh, that's low. I have, I have Howard and then I have Ajayi. I'm a little low on Ajayi. So you have him at eight, huh? I have... Or you have him at nine, and then you have Jordan Howard at ten? I have Howard at eight. I have Ajayi at nine. Where'd you have a... Would you have a Jai at nine? Yeah, I have a Jai at nine. Man, okay. Yeah, I'm a little low on the Jai, only because of the whole Mike Ponzi thing. If if gotcha. if, if he plays, yeah, I'm putting a Jai at three. I'm <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's it, it's one of those things. It, it's just that right now, to me, a Jai is a very high risk type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you play him, especially in that division, it, it's gonna be tough, you know, for a Jai to to get out there and really show his showcase his talent, and he is. Very, very talented. Um, is, and man. there's nobody else to take that job on that team. For him to go from Jay Ajayi, a good running back, to Jay Ajayi, Superman, <laughs> he needs my Ponzi. And, and, and if he has him healthy, then I'm de- I am definitely believe Ajayi is worth the second round pick. Yeah. And you know what? After that guy... Cause you mentioned most of the guys in my in my top ten. We we have them we have them all the same, but we just kind of switched them all out. So that was your number nine. Yeah, Jai. Yeah, those top nine running backs. After that, it's a complete drop off to me. Uh, there's guys you could throw in there that there's yeah. favorable names, but I mean, those guys seem more solidified than the other list of guys that you could go under it. Because initially. At 10, I was going to go on a limb and say Beast Mode was going to have a bounce back year. Mm. I really wanted to do that. However, when you hear reports that they're going to limit his carries to about 180 carries and the fact that he's 31, even though he had a year off, um, that offensive line is great. Probably the best offensive line in football next to the Cowboys. And you can argue they're better at certain spots. Um, that's a re- and a year rested from Marshawn Lynch. Like I had him ten, and it's a stretch, but I'm not even sure, man. Because I think I think that's a complete stretch. I uh, it's one of those cases where you may have to look at him in the preseason and wonder if that burst is still there from beast mode. But it's it's scary because I you could you could toss him up because I what I really wanted to do was put Joe Mixon in there because I think his situation is a lot better. You know what? The hell with it. I'm putting Joe Mixon at ten. <laughs> you better not put Demo Joe Mixon up there. Huh? At ten? Yeah, because because nah. there's guys like Lamar that, that, Miller who's there and he's always solid, but I'm not sure. Farnett, no, that, I'm not sure he's new. Then you have like that's the equivalence of you putting Tyreek Hill up in the top ten. Well, stop it. Well, <laughs> well, stop it. stop it. So 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 what you're doing initially? You're putting. Joe Mixon above Leonard Fournette. Todd See, but Gurley, I mentioned Fournette and like, Isaiah Crowell. No, 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 I mentioned Fournette because Fournette is powerful and could be a star and is the, the starter. Right, but but who's your ten? That's the thing. Like I initially had Lynch, but then I'm not sure because I'm weird about these guys. And I thought about Mixon, and Mixon looks like he'll have a better opportunity because Mixon can't round out your top ten. That that's crazy. Yeah, I don't I, look because I because I'm looking something. at a lot of these guys and it, they look the same to me. In that offense, in that offense, I I, I guarantee you, Mixon is going to win that running back job. Jeremy Hill is not good, yeah, at all. And 
Um, Giovanni Bernard is a good pass catching back, but he's not very good at all. And Joe Mixon is definitely going to win that battle. And I can see Jeremy, uh, uh, I can see Joe Mixon having a Melvin Gordon type year, but 2016 melvin gordon but if, if if that happens then definitely i'll put joe joe mixon in the the top 10 matter of fact i have at 10 leonard fournette only because he is the guaranteed workhorse i i haven't seen hype around a running back since ap um then i've seen with leonard fournette and i don't know how he's gonna respond to um the nfl level but i can see him doing a lot of damage yeah i i i do see him having the ability to be a star yeah i i see him doing but more damage i did than see joe, joe mixon. mixon as a more complete back yeah but i i see him doing more damage than joe mixon uh, and, and 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 let me tell you something it's, it's arguable and i agree with you because definitely what killed joe mixon's stock was his off the field issue and yeah because then he would have been drafted a lot higher oh, hell yeah and and he has the talent to be drafted higher but in, in accordance to what's happening over there in Jacksonville, their game plan, their 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 offensive line, I, I I have to give it to Fournette because I'm sorry, um, um fourth quarter well, quarterback um Blake Bortles sucks and they're gonna. Oh, run I agree with you, the but here's the thing: game. I think the Jaguars, you know, usually because the quarterback is that bad, usually. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. And Fournette isn't known for his hands. Right. I mean, and I don't trust Bortles to get him the ball. Um, Andy Dalton's offense in, with the Bengals, you know that the running game is being used, but it has to be consistent. You know A.J. Green and you know Tyler Eifert, when they're healthy, they're going to get the ball. But they they are going to use the offense better in the running game, you you know that it's consistent. Um, with Coughlin there, I mean, we're we're saying that he's a coach, but he's not. He's he's like a pseudo coach from the stands. But I don't see him. I mean, it's it is close. Farnett was drafted higher, but I'm not sure about that offense, man. That offense scares me. The defense, I don't have a problem with the defense. The defense, I think, is going to improve again. But I, man, I'm not sure. I mean, I have him. I have him pretty decent high. He's in my top 15. I don't necessarily have him in the top 12, but I probably have him at 13 because he's kind of an unknown. Exactly. Just like Joe Mixon. Just like Joe Mixon. um, He does look powerful. But I I have to give it to Leonard Fournette because he's already about to be in a situation where he is the number one back. We don't know that about Joe Mixon. I I mean, like, I think you do because Jeremy Hill was – terrible and you have Giovanni Bernard who's hurt so that and when you look at the backs that Jacksonville has I mean yeah they're not as they're not that great but Chris Ivory's still on the team at this present time he's still on the team TJ Yeldon I don't they've been trying to use him forever I mean you know he's not really gonna get the job but he's still on the team that's why I thought about mixing over Fournette well well we'll see I mean it is arguable it's a good argument it's a good argument but but uh I don't see him not only over Fournette. I don't see him over my number 11. 11? Which is uh, Gurley. Whoa. <laughs> I don't see him over Gurley. See, Gurley, you have a complete question mark because I have no idea what to do. Well, yeah. Um, I know that it's a completely new offense. New coach. I know everybody was thrilled about the Wiz kid from Washington. Mm-hmm. I know that Jeff Fisher isn't there to ruin everybody's morale offensively but i don't know what they're doing with that offensive line and they're complete unknown so i can't put somebody who's a complete unknown in the top 12 but joe mixon is a girl had a great year what's that mixon is a complete unknown as well yeah but the their situation isn't a complete unknown you know what the offense is going to look like because they've been running the same offense for a few years here um, you have Todd Gurley in a completely new offense, completely new city. I mean, it's a little different here. No, they were in LA last year. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were in LA, yeah, they last, were in year. LA yeah. last year. The Chargers are yeah. the one that's moved over. Yeah, but I mean, and he still finished. I, I mean, I really have no idea. He still finished number twenty-four last year amongst running backs. But yeah, that I can't. I can't even put him over. I can't even put him over guys like C.J. Anderson. 
<laughs> I can't put him over guys like like to me like I I would put Amir Abdullah over Todd Gurley at this point. What? Because they they still trust him. They trust Amir Abdullah. I mean, he's not in my top twelve or anything like that. But I can't. Todd Gurley isn't anywhere near this top fifteen. I'm sorry. And we're doing a top twelve. Yeah. I can't put I can't put Todd Gurley here. Like he's he's gonna have to fall in my lap, and then I'm gonna have to think about it. Cause I'm still gonna have like I'm still gonna have Doug Martin over him, Isaiah Crowell over him, uh, Lamar Miller over him. No, stop it. Lamar Miller is solid. He's not. He's not great, he but he's solid. He sucks. He sucks. He's solid. I'm he not sucks. saying it, like, I, 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 I'm not happy about him, but I can't. No, Todd, Todd Gurley, that's too high for Todd Gurley. All I know on draft day, go ahead and pick Lamar Miller, and I'll take Todd <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick Lamar Miller over Todd Gurley. <laughs> you go ahead and take I'm him. not saying, like, I'm going to run to pick up Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, second round draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> but but oh, so who's your number eleven? Well, we already spoke about it, Farnett. I have him right yeah. under right under Mixon. Okay. For the reasons you mentioned, um, because it's a it's a legit flip flop. Yeah. With number eleven, so to round out the top twelve, um, I've got uh Isaiah Crawl. Yeah. I had a tough I, time. I like him on this one, and I uh, I was really fighting between um, Marshawn and Crowell. And a report see, came Marshawn out. Marshawn was on my original list. It's just that when I hear reports and I hear the RBBC, it scares me and it deters me away from guys like that. Oh yeah, but well, I liked what I saw from Lynch. Well, Marshawn, uh, uh, only thing that's kind of scaring me from Marshawn is the hype that everybody's building up behind him. Every time somebody yeah. builds up hype behind a player, um, the same thing like what they did to Lamar Miller last year. Um, it, oh, God. <laughs> Lamar Miller was so much hype, and I was just like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I, I'm giving. Yeah, I, I'm, I, but, but this decision came down to um, this morning when I saw that Duke Johnson is their number one receipt, um, is in position to be their number one receiver. And not their backup <laughs> running back. <laughs> it pretty much tells me that Isaiah Crowell is the clear-cut winner um, to be their RB1 behind a great um, offensive line. Um, the, the Browns, at, despite what anybody might think of them, they have a top-five offensive line. Um, they, yeah, and they signed a lot of guys on, on offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, they, like they, they know their offense is gonna stink. They figured, let me just block the line and make Crowell do everything. Exactly. I yeah. see. I see Crowell bursting out. As a matter of fact, I'm almost tempted to put Crowell above Gurley. You should. And and You're damn put right, him, you should. Put him <laughs> possibly above Fournette. Um, I'm I'm really high. It's it, you know what you know what I kind of I kind of agree with you. Like I could I could easily put Crowell over Mixon. And Farnett, but the the thing about the thing about the Browns is you know that they're going to be down so much points that it's really hard for you to put Crowell over there. It, it you just know that they're going to suck because they've been doing it forever, and you figure you're going to have a breakout year of okay, I'm not going to suck. But they do it for so long that it's really hard to to think about that. It's very true. Yeah, I mean, he had he had a pretty good average of 4.8 yards carry. Yeah. But he only had 952 yards rushing. Well, <laughs> I mean, he did he was pretty decent last year. No, he was very good and, last like, year. And he, they, they the team was just really bad. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, I mean, they were I mean, they were obviously bad in 2016 too, but Well, well, they thought um, Robert Griffin um, the third was like the second coming of uh, Joe Montana, and <laughs> and you know what? I think I think that 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 turd deterred them away from signing Kaepernick, because they, it makes no sense why Kaepernick isn't on this team. But the fact that they took a reclamation pro- project last year in RG three and he gets hurt week one, and then you can't use him anymore during a year, and then you had Josh Gordon, who you thought you were going to try again, but then it looks right now it looks like it's over for Josh Gordon. So, but. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, it looks like it's, it is it's, what it it's is. pretty much done for him. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, but I I really do like Crawl, man. I think that guy, he could he he's he's a solid guy and if he breaks out this year, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd just be like, "Okay. Well, that means the offensive line for the Browns did pretty well." It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, another thing that really stands out to me with Isaiah is his attempts. He doesn't have a lot of them. He only has 198 yeah. attempts, you know. And and he's another guy like Devonta Freeman where as his attempts between um, 2014 to 2016 hasn't really significantly increased, but his yards and his yards per carry have, and his his touchdown productions also have increased, so he's trending up. And I'm not saying Isaiah Crowell is going to be a top five running back in terms of fantasy. I'm saying that Isaiah Crowell, his value is there. So Isaiah Crowell, more than likely, if you catch him in like uh, a round four, especially if you're in a 12-man standard, that's good value for Isaiah Crowell. And because it's the Cleveland Browns and most fantasy leagues, if if you're playing with um, um, run-of-the-mill NFL fan, you know, you're going to have an advantage because you can maybe leave Isaiah Crowell there um, if you're in a fourth round and you can choose another player, uh, probably another skilled player, or even take a flyer and probably take a Tom Brady um, in round four and then round five, come back around and just pick up Isaiah Crowell. Boom. You got, you got your, by that time, you already have two receivers, two running backs and your quarterback. I, I really, really love Isaiah Crowell, and I think the ceiling is really high for him. Absolutely. Now, um, that is our that is our conclusion to the top twelve. Um, we're obviously going to get into more fantasy football talk later on when we get uh, deeper into August and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> but um, when the fa- when your fantasy season is about to start, uh, so when you get a chance. Everyone, if you don't have a chance to draft your fantasy team or if you're in a competitive fantasy league and you need a little bit of help on draft day, then I want you all to do us a favor and go on to draftwithprecision.com. That's draftwithprecision.com. Enter the code DRAFT to save 20% off your first purchase. And we cover all types of fantasy drafts. And we are we are a drafting service. We host a drafting service where we can draft your team for you. Even more than giving you fantasy advice, we actually physically draft your team. You could use our advice. You could use anybody else's advice. You could let us know what your strategy is. Or you could just use our suggestions and we will draft that team for you. But please go to draftwithprecision.com today. Now, thank you all for listening. This is how I'm signing off. You got Rich the Genius. We gave you our top 12. Next time around with fantasy, we're going to touch on who should be drafted top 20 players. Period. Thank y'all for listening. We out of here. Peace.